Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. I have a question for you. Do you desire real change in your life spiritually? I dare say that if you are a child of God, a true Christ follower, you really do, down deep in, desire to change, desire to do what is right, to grow. The Apostle Paul addressed this in Romans chapter 7, verses 18 to 22. Listen carefully. He says this, For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. Does that ever uh, describe you? I know it describes me. Verse 19 says, For the good that I want, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. And I found myself doing that at times. But if I am doing the very thing that I do not want, I am no longer doing it, the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. I find then the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good, for I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man. And so if I can just take and break those verses down for a moment, basically the Apostle Paul says that as a true Christ follower, as a believer in Jesus Christ, he has in his very being the desire in the new man, the desire to do what is right, to do good. But he lives in the flesh. This body, this flesh, our humanness is infected by sin and it keeps calling us back. It keeps calling us back. And so there is this, uh, there is this clash. There is this thing going on inside of us, this tug that goes on. When you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, when you are genuinely converted, uh, you have a desire meter that bumps 10 on a 1 to 10 scale. Uh, on the, the you have another meter which is a uh, action meter and it doesn't bump 10 you know the action meter is where we grow you know we have a desire a true Christ follower has a true desire to grow to do right the action has to over time grow to match the desire and it'll be growing until the day that we see the Lord Jesus Christ well um, in Romans chapter 12, and that's where we're studying in this podcast series, Right Living in a Wrong Way World, Paul gives an inspired appeal to a life that honors God. In chapter 12, verse 1, we dealt with it on our previous podcast. He said this, I, therefore I, urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. He is appealing to them to uh, live a life, to, to live a lifestyle that honors Almighty God. Present your body, present your members, present what you have to God as a living, not a dead or a dying, but a living sacrifice, a holy sacrifice. And, and that's the appeal. Now we come today to the process in verse 2. In verse 2 says this, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And so here the Apostle Paul begins to talk about the, the process of uh, growing in Christ, the process of living the way the Lord wants us to live, this right living in this wrong 
away world. Now, in this verse, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, there are two commands given. Uh, there are two verbs in this, in this verse that are in the present imperative verb tense. Now, what does that mean? Well, present means that it's, it's an ongoing action. Imperative means it is a command. Now, there's one negative command and there's one positive command in this, in this, uh, in this verse. And then at the end of the verse, there is one outcome. Outcome as a result of obeying the negative and the positive commands. So, Today, I am looking at the negative command, and it is simply this. Do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world. What I would like to do is talk about what exactly that means. Now, uh, and then on the next podcast, I'm going to talk about the positive command, which is be Transformed, and it's literally be being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so we'll get to that, but first we've got to handle this negative command do not be conformed to this world. This is something that affects all of us, every one of us. We live in a world that is very different from from what a Christian uh, should should want to be a part of. Uh, let me just uh, talk about the language of this command: "Do not be conformed to this world." Let's start with the "conformed" because that's the that's the verb there, and that word that word "conformed" literally means to to fashion or shape one thing like another. To fashion or shape one thing like another. This is coming from the Vines Expository Dictionary. And it, it, it is an outward conforming. It's an outward conforming, shaping, fashioning, which does not necessarily reflect the inward reality. In a, in a believer's life, the inward reality, what we were just talking about a while ago, is that, that desire to follow Christ, that desire to honor the Lord, that desire to be like Christ. There is a desire inside, but it is so easy for us to get caught up um, by what's going on out there that we begin to fashion or shape ourselves sometimes without even fully realizing what's going on uh, to, we begin to outwardly conform to, to what's going on out there. Do not be conformed to this world, this world. The word world there in, in the original language that the New Testament was written in, Koine Greek, uh, is, is a word that means an age or a period of time. So it's not the cosmos. It is not uh, the uh, actual literal physical world, but it's talking about something else. Don't be conformed to this age. Don't be conformed to this period of time, this period of time that's marked by uh, certain spiritual or moral characteristics. In other words, let me put it in, in, in language that all of us can understand. Don't be conformed to current culture. I think that would be a great way for us to understand it. And current culture is is anything but godly, anything but right. Um, I, we are. I envision it. Envision it like this. It's it's like we're in a river, a swiftly flowing river that's flowing downstream, and it's culture, and the culture around us is flowing down, down, downstream. And uh, a true believer is is caught up, can be caught up in the current of the of the culture when we should be walking upstream against the culture. 
counter-cultural, uh, uh, going, going against the stream of, of this culture. Well, um, Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, uh, Paul said, See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the, tra- to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. And it is easy to to uh, get caught up in in this world. Now, uh, when he says don't be conformed, uh, fashioned, uh, copy this world, this age, it's not talking about hairstyles necessarily, or the kinds of necessarily the the fashion of clothes that you wear and those kinds of things. And I've come up in in uh, situations in churches where that was a major emphasis, and they miss the point altogether. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the way people think. Their philosophy. Philosophy, um, and 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 so on, and and I will say that the mind of the believer, the mind, the mind of the believer, is obviously in play here because the positive command is uh, be renewed in your mind. So the mind is here, and so when we're talking about being conformed, outwardly conformed to the world, it is in our minds, which which will eventually play out in our in the way we live and what we do. It is going along with the world's philosophy. And and we're talking about world views here. And they're really, if I could bullet down simply, simply, I'm just a simple guy. This is simple Bible teaching. Uh, there are really two world views. And I'm going to say it this way. There's a true world view and there's a false world view. Now, under the false world view, it can be uh, divided in, into, into several. Uh, there's the secular world view and then there are the various false religions world's view, world views and I can't go into all of those false religions, obviously, on this podcast, but I would say, uh, essentially, the false worldview says that man is at the center of the world. It's all about me. Have you heard that one? Uh, do you hear it all the time? Uh, and the, the, the false worldview would, would deny the fact that there's obs- absolute truth. And, and essentially, they would, they would uh, think like and live like that this is all there is. This is it. You know, I happen to be here somehow or the other, uh, and and I'm going nowhere, and there's no real accountability. Now, there would be some people that would uh, argue with that and say, no, we really don't believe it. But just look at how they live their life, and, and you can see that there's a worldview out there. And, and, and I would say, uh, say this, the worldview out there is uh, being fed by the media constantly. If you watch TV, you're going to get bombarded with it from, from the, the news shows to the talk shows to the commercials, uh, everything that you see and hear on media, the movies. Uh, movies are filled with it. We are so numb to it. We, we have gotten so used to it that we don't even see it anymore. Uh, but that philosophy of the world, academia, uh, the, the uh, universities of, of this day, is just, they're pumping out, pumping out this false worldview it, it is it is something and then even in the music that we listen to if you will take time to stop and listen to the words that you that you're hearing in the music you'll see that we're getting getting it all the time but the true worldview is a biblical worldview there's absolute truth god's word is inerrant and true and and we were made by god and we were made for god to be in relationship with god and everything in our life Life filters through that, 
through that very thing. Well, let me just wrap this up by saying we should not be conformed to this world. There was a poll done by George Barna some time ago. I got this from the Focus on the Family website. And he said in this this poll that only 9% of born-again, so-called born-again Christians answered yes to a set of questions. Let me read them really quickly. Do, Do absolute moral truths exist? Is absolute truth defined by the Bible? Did Jesus Christ live a sinless life? Is God the all-powerful and all-knowing creator of the universe, and does he still rule it today? Is salvation a gift from God that cannot be earned? Is Satan real? Does a Christian have a responsibility to share his or her faith in Christ with other people? Is the Bible accurate in all of its teachings? These nine questions, uh, think about that for a moment. These questions, could you answer yes to all those questions? It blows my mind that only 9% in that poll of so-called born-again Christians can answer yes to all those questions. There is an there is a situation in the Church of Jesus Christ today that needs to be addressed. I believe that many of us have got swept away by the culture of this age, of this time, by current culture, and our worldview has been shaped more by uh, what we see out there than by the Word of God. And we should allow the Word of God to shape us. And we're going to be talking about that on the next podcast. So you be sure to catch the next podcast as we talk about this second positive command. It is uh, by the renewing of your mind. Be renewed in your mind. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.